Yeah, I must say of the three movies we've watched, she's by far the hottest so far. Yeah, easily. Yeah. Well, she was only like 16 in it. I just looked at 22. Okay. okay. (laughs) (laughs) So should I be feeling this? Yeah, yeah, thanks for checking on that for us. Welcome to Cast with No Name. We're your hosts. I'm Jay. And I'm Matt. This is episode 76, and we continue James Bond month as we voodoo our way over to Roger Moore with his first outing as 007 with 1973's Live and Let Die. But first, don't forget to visit our website, acastwithnoname.com, where you can listen to our entire episode library, comment on episodes, write to our email, uh... And as always, we are also on Spotify and Apple Podcasts, as well as YouTube. And thank you for listening, and we hope you enjoy the show. Live and let die. Yeah. Yeah. First time watching it. Yeah. First time, Coop? First time. All right. This is actually my first time watching a Roger Moore one all the way through. All the way through. I made it all the way through. Couldn't make it through before? I just didn't try, I guess. Yeah. It's always usually like on some channel or something. TBS. When we were younger. Yeah. 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 Um, Just have something on in the background. Well, uh, this is the second time I've seen it. Okay. Who wants to go first? Murph. Matt does. Sure. I'll go first. (laughs) Uh, What did I feel like when I was watching this movie? I felt like I was watching a made-for-TV movie uh, that went on for too long. Okay. I agree. I didn't like it. (laughs) (laughs) I, yeah. There there are Roger Moore fans out there. Yeah. I don't think I've met one. (laughs) Where are they, Jay? I don't, well, they're online. Uh, That, maybe they don't leave their house. I don't know. Yeah. Um, But, yeah. I, I, what are your overall impressions with the movie? uh, I, I felt like one, I mean, it, it it veered off drastically from where it was going in the past. So it was very, uh, it felt like, oh, this isn't your dad's James Bond. This is hip. We have Paul McCartney doing the song and we have, and it's kind of like goes into the black exploitation stuff because mm-hmm. Shaft came out uh, around that time as well as Coffee and some other uh, black exploitation film. So th- if this is like the first time it felt like they really kind of played with pop culture mm. or just kind of targeted whatever was hip with pop culture at the time. Yeah. Um, I definitely felt like I was watching mystery men on a couple scenes. I felt like I was watching, um, I had it written down here somewhere. Do you know what I'm, uh, you know what I'm talking about? The mystery men gang. I remember the movie, yeah. As there's a, a kid, gang. But. There's a gang like the. It's called like the the Saturday Night Fevers or okay. something. It's just a bunch of dudes in like the '70s pimp outfits with the platform boots, and they all look exactly like the. Oh yeah. Like the just the like henchmen the in this movie. Yeah. I. Yeah, I I just feel like no one other than um, I'm gonna butcher his name. Yafit y- Kodo Kato Kanunga. Yeah. The guy who played Kananga. Is it Kananga or Kananga? Kananga. Kananga. I, other than him, I and at times Jane Seymour, I felt like nobody was taking this seriously. <laughs> Wait, Roger Moore wasn't? Yeah. Well, anybody. Like I've, I've, I've especially not the writers with the one-liners that he oh, had in there. God well, boy. I mean, the one-liners is like a Bond like 
trope. I mean, you're always going to have the one-liners. I mean, but it it felt like there was no there's there was nothing there was nothing at stake. It yeah. didn't matter. He's lighting a fucking cigar like an asshole as he's like parasailing behind uh-huh. Coral Junior's boat. And he's by the way fucking with his cigar. What a way to be conspicuous and spy like on a glider. Well, <laughs> yeah, nobody's gonna notice <laughs> no one's this. Nobody's gonna notice that. Well, at least it was dark ish. <laughs> Thirty foot wingspan just cruising in, no big deal. Uh, There's a lot of those moments where if it's gonna be a bad Bond movie, it has to there has to be like something that makes sense. Something. And a lot of the, a lot of like the decisions that were made and things that happened just it just didn't make sense at all. Yeah, it feels weird. Like let's start with Kananga's, like the whole plot of the movie. <clears throat> Why? It starts off with him killing three different people in three different locations, and that's Bond's mission. Try to figure out why these people are dying. Mm-hmm. And then two hours later, you figure out that his <laughs> his plan is to release two billion dollars worth of heroin to everybody for free. Yeah. So I'm led to believe that uh, the FBI, CIA, MI6 would care enough to worry about that. Well, the CIA was worried that they were cutting into their profit margin at the time, oh, I think, yeah. probably. I must have that missed must it. Have been it. <laughs> I guess. <laughs> but the, the explanation that, that he gave was, it's going to. I'm going to corner the market, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, how does that corner the market exactly? Well, he undercuts all the drug dealers, so everyone goes to him for free, puts the other drug dealers out of business because, you know, their mortgage payments and <laughs> business loans that they got to owe the bank, they're going to go under. So... Uh, you could and then just, he owns all the customers. <laughs> you could just stop dealing drugs if you realize that all this stuff is on the hit the streets for free. Wait till it runs out, and then you have a bunch of addicts. Now I got we got a bunch of future customers, and then you just release the hounds again. Well, if you knew what was going on, maybe. But I got I, per, the, the yeah, it yeah. doesn't make sense. I don't think they'd be. Let's send in the secret agents to prevent that from happening. Yeah, yeah, it didn't make sense. I'm. It, the the plot didn't bother me as much as just everyone just looked like they didn't give a shit. Yeah. Like they were just kind of going through. I mean, everybody's it, having fun. Yeah. If it was any goofier, it would be a parody. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I, in you said made for TV movie that I, I would yeah. say, yeah, it's like, oh, we have the rights to James Bond. Let's make a movie made for TV. And that's what this ended up being. Yeah. And and I'll shit on this as much as I want, but the, I mean, his movies suck and I don't, and it's not right. <laughs> like part of it maybe has to do with Roger Moore. Um, and, but a lot of people like him because, Oh, they're fun. And mm-hmm. I'm like, yeah, golden fun too, but it's not a piece of shit. Yeah. And yeah. same with Casino Royale and Goldfinger and like all other Bond, like all Bond movies are fun. Like mm-hmm. this is just getting to like camp, yeah, and cartoonish, yeah, and stupid. Like yeah. it's, it, but it's it's not fun because it, no one gives a fuck. It's like, uh, I'm I'm James Bond. I'm just gonna waddle my way through the movie with no no stakes, no urgent sense of urgency, yeah. no character, no, I mean, it's just, it's dog shit. It's yeah. fucking horrible. <laughs> it's real bad. It it's yeah. fucking blows yeah. so hard. It's bad. <laughs> a lot of it just doesn't make sense. There's a lot of things that, one thing that kept irritating me when I was watching it was, uh, all the surveillance 
in every situation that Kananga had. Mm-hmm. He had eyes and ears everywhere. It seemed like all across the globe and on the island, and they could not figure out. I love the scene or the line where they're like, "Where's Bond at? We can't find him." I'm like, "What do you mean you can't find him? <laughs> <laughs> you have every inch of the globe covered, and you can find anybody." Well, those tiki guys just take oh, a right. long time to turn. That's right. <laughs> it just did not make sense. Um, it's, it's stupid. T and the villains in it were were pretty dumb. See that the. Uh, Kananga is the only person I feel like was like, I guess I mean the henchmen. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the henchmen are cartoonish. The, uh, but I will say that the only thing I really liked about this movie is, um, Yafakoto who played Kananga. He's the only one I felt like was actually taking this seriously and everyone else, I feel like felt like they were in a cartoon or knew they were in a cartoon and they just kind of kept it from him. Yeah. And, um, but I enjoyed his performance, uh, except the makeup, the makeup was God awful. He looked like the weekend and after hours. Yeah. Um, I almost thought it was somebody like a white guy in blackface. Like when he pulled the makeup off to reveal himself, I'm like, God, this isn't a white guy. Is it? But (laughs) luckily it was, it was, wasn't. Yeah. And and it's like, it wasn't even like that good of a disguise because it it, it looked like him just with shitty makeup on. And he's like, uh, and he pulls it off and like, (laughs) They, they had that guy in there for like three seconds in when James Bond was in Harlem underneath the club. And he's like, take that guy out back and finish him off or something. And like, that's all you see of him. And then he shows up again for two seconds and you're like, he's like, ah, I'm Kananga. Yeah. And I'm like, well, what was the, I, I guess we had to like really pay attention. Like, oh yeah, there's that creepy looking guy again. And when like, he first started pulling it off, I was like, is this a guy wearing a mask of himself like and it's until you're like really like completely like took off the wig and stuff I was like oh okay yeah Mr. oh Bates. the hairline's okay, gotcha. different there you go <laughs> <laughs> you got me it's like <laughs> and then superman walks in takes off his glasses They're like oh shit right right <laughs> yeah well what was the point of the uh like the ritual stuff like you know how they have like secret like uh lifts and stuff mm-hmm. where the graves were um what was the point of that I don't know. Were they tricking the, the, the natives of the island or something? Yeah, they, they said um, because it was, uh, oh, whatever his character's name is. is Tihi? Uh, uh, no, uh, not Tihi. It was uh, Baron Samedi. Oh, yeah. Um, he's immortal. And like they, they uh. it's a throwaway line when someone is going through there the first time. I don't I, I don't know if it's Roger Moore or... Um, when they're like walking through the tribe or whatever and they're like, or they're like some tour person is saying like, Oh, they, uh, or it's like, no, it's towards the beginning when they put the snake at the guy's neck or something like that. Like, Oh, and for our performance, he's performing, playing Baron so-and-so and and he's immortal and I must have tuned out. Can't die and blah, blah, blah. Oh, that was like first five minutes of the movie. Perfect. Yeah. There you go. Supposed (laughs) to remember that. But it still didn't carry through the movie. I mean, it carried through the movie, but the purpose of it, I don't know why. Why they kept doing it like the rituals and, and yeah, and end. I don't know if he was supposed to, if if it was supposed to be some kind of supernatural thing. Yeah, because he popped up and then he was made out of clay or something like that. Yeah. He's like breaking like ceramic, and then another yep. version of him popped up, and then he broke Shit. again, and yeah, and then a third one popped up, and you're like, well, this one actually looks that was real. the real guy. Yeah, 
and then he shows but what's, up at the what's, end. But what's Kanega's end to that? Is it to control the natives? I think to so. To pick yeah, heroin? Yeah, I guess they were doing the heroin. Why else picking, right? does re- religion exist? It's to control the population. <laughs> control the mass. You, you yeah, absolutely. Control, so. <laughs> I guess, yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, that's the way I, I looked at it as, but... yeah. I mean, you can't really think that deep into this movie because it's dog shit. I tried to. It's fucking horrible. It's bad. I mean, it's not. <clears throat> I don't think it's the worst Roger Moore movie. Okay. Great. So <laughs> you got that to look forward to. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I'm i trying to think of some good things to say about this. I, I did like the, I guess, his introduction because it was a change of pace. He's good at being suave, I guess. Yeah, he's good at being relaxed and easy. Yeah, going, relaxed and but he's yeah. too relaxed and right. too easy going to where times, yeah. Like, are you, are you concerned at all? Yeah, or like, yeah. do you care? Yeah, like, nothing was really at risk for him in this movie. Mm-hmm. It felt like the whole time, like he couldn't care less if he was there or not or what that real outcome was. Yeah. He was just kind of going through yeah. the motions. Well, the guys running across alligators for Christ's sake. Oh yeah, he can that get was out a of anything. Great scene. Re- yeah. Real stunt. <laughs> It was a real stunt. It actually happened. Uh, Was that a real stunt? Yeah. The the other thing is, I mean, I think Roger Moore always said he he always looked at Bond as more of a comical character. He's like, he he is so absurd. He's like, you got to play him for laughs. And I'm like, you can, you can add humor to the role, but it's just turning into like a cartoon and it Mm -hmm. just gets sadder as he gets older. Yeah. Doing it. And yeah. it's such a it's so weird because it's almost like I mean, it's bordering. It feels like it's bordering on parody. Yeah. Um, and it I don't want to say it feels disrespectful to the character. because It's a fictional fucking character. It doesn't yeah. nothing matters. But um, it's just like, what's the purpose? Because like, I don't it's not even funny. Maybe it was at the time, but it's just kind of like, eh. Well, Matt, the scene that you saw, like when he was surrounded by the alligators, and then there was like a fast clip of that. I'm like, don't run across those, don't run. It. And then, of course, the next clip, like, yeah. he's running you across. Oh, yeah. the they're all yeah, lined yeah, up yeah, perfectly. Absolutely. Yeah, I'm like, like don't run like across alligators. Those. Do. And of course, he does. Yeah. yeah, I did like the the uh, black exploitation dialogue. I haven't heard the word honky so many times in a while, so I was I, I chuckled every time that came up. I like that. Get me a make on a white pitmobile in New York. Like really? Like yeah. there's only one, <laughs> or like that's the make. <laughs> what year is it? Uh, seventy-two. What? Yeah. Uh, what's what's the uh, what's the make? Pitmobile model number. Honky Evader Five. I don't know. <laughs> and <laughs> some of the lines are funny, like uh, um. Names it for tombstones. Kill this honky. I have that. <laughs> I have that written down. Yeah. Take him out back. Yeah. Like what? <laughs> um, the uh, one thing I did like, I liked the boat scene. Oh yeah, um, that was a great chase scene. Yeah. Yeah, I'm great stunts, awesome shots, and completely undercut and by the thrown Dukes away. <laughs> yeah, by fucking Clifton James, who plays uh, Sheriff Pepper. Yeah. And. Yeah, all the hillbillies. Like, turned, like, like it, why are they? Yeah, it like, turns into his movie in like the second half, and mm-hmm. he's like running around. Arr, 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 arr. I'm like, what the fuck? Yeah, and again, I I had to Google because I wasn't a fan of the Dukes of Hazard. My yeah. older, my older brother watched that show. Yeah, yep. and I couldn't remember. I was like, oh, is that was this after Dukes of Hazard or like they playing off that? Nope, it was like 
seven years before Dukes of Hazard, but he shows up in Dukes of Hazard. Oh, does he? Yeah. yeah. Is and he, he prototype for it? Yeah. And he plays the same kind of character in Superman. Um, I think it's Superman 2. Okay. He shows up when Zod and his uh, two henchmen um, run into some small town sheriff. He's yeah. the small town sheriff. And he plays like the same kind of character. Yeah. Um, awesome. I wish I could tell you that's I the last that. time you see him in James Bond. Oh, really? Yeah. He's in it again? Yeah. Because he was... Did they go he, back to Louisiana? so funny. They go back to Louisiana. Was it another Roger I Moore? I don't know if it's Louisiana. I think he shows up in a different country or something. Oh. But it's like him. And he's like, I remember you from Bob. Fucking... So... Secret agent... Yeah, I remember his, his little hissy fit at the end when yeah. he's trying to explain, these boys are secret agents. Secret agents for who? Like, what does it matter, you fucking hick? It, My yeah. cousin's got the fastest boat <laughs> yeah. in three counties. Yeah, he's in, the, he's in the next one, the man with the golden gun. Oh, boy. Um, and... <laughs> That's Billy Bob right there! <laughs> but Big Chaw on his lip the I whole know. time, too, yeah. The... Um, but yeah, didn't understand that. You have this awesome boat scene, and then you have this asshole yeah. running around. It's the comic relief. Apparently. Yeah. And and I don't know, maybe it's because I didn't watch this when I was a kid. I, I didn't watch it growing up. I've, I've, I saw the Connery ones when I was a kid. Mm-hmm. Um, or at least I remember seeing bits and pieces of it. Um, maybe it was just the way I was raised. My my dad never liked Roger Moore. He always said, he's like, ah, those movies are garbage and yeah i i always take statements like that with a grain of salt and when i got the whole collection i was like you know what i'm gonna watch them i bet i bet there's one or two in there no no i mean maybe i mean eventually we'll watch them again maybe like the spy who loved me i kind of want to watch again um but i don't know because there are some there's some goofier ones and then there's like not so goofier ones Mm -hmm. Um, I feel like the, the first time I watched all these through, I felt like this was one of the ones that wasn't as goofy. Wow. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah. Well, I, I, I don't like like overt over the top humor in bond films, like gaggy humor. mm -hmm. I hate that. You don't need to go over the top with it to like bring some like levity to the situation, like humor like the one-liners is okay or like if he says a suave line it's kind of like it makes you like you know give a little chuckle yeah Mm -hmm. but to be over the top and bombastically stupid to get a laugh is it kind of just undercuts the tension yeah it's not a real person yeah and it just it just it just kills it and dude the henchmen are terrible in this movie when I saw that, when I saw Teehee's claw, I was like, "What the fuck? <laughs> like, there's no budget left." They're like, "Get, get, go to Party USA and get a get a fucking claw." <laughs> I love well, was, when you see the whole hand. arm, yes. the whole arm, it like looks like it's made out of an erector set. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or when he when they introduce him and like it's clearly the guy's hand and like is holding the thing. He's holding the thing. <laughs> so bad. Holding the crescent wrench. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I was getting. Uh, <clears throat> Queen Amidala vibes from Jane Seymour. Yeah, Ooh, uh, at least uh, at least at the very beginning, because she's like in one outfit, and then it oh, cuts yeah. away to a scene, and then comes back, and she's like wearing this fucking headdress thing, and like this giant fucking. <clears throat> I'm like, it was like five minutes ago. Why has she changed clothes? And then she like pops out of it like a yeah, coming out of a wall. Yeah, and I was getting a little bit of that vibe. She did okay. I mean, she was she had the job playing the pretty girl. She at least. Uh- 
acted like. She yeah. kind of felt like she was under duress. Yeah. I must say of the three movies we've watched, she's by far the hottest yeah. so far. Easily. Yeah. 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 Well, yeah. she was only like 16 in it. I just looked oh. it up 22. Okay. Oh, okay. <laughs> so should I be filming this? Yeah, part? yeah. Thanks for checking on that part. <laughs> well, Roger Moore, I did not realize he's forty six in this movie. Forty five when he filmed it. Yep. Wow. I'll get in this. He doesn't look that old in it. He doesn't. So yet. Yet, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Dude, some of the stuff just ages terribly. The uh, he tricks her into sleeping with him with. The- Oh, with the, the, the whole deck of yeah, the lover's card. I was yeah. like, Ooh. <laughs> yeah. Does he just carry those around in his pocket? I, guess. I mean, obviously, he went to like a. He, he a went out that store. day and bought fifty yeah. tarot like, card decks yeah. and I just a, pulled I need those a bunch out. of lovers. Yeah. yeah. What? Yeah, just give me all the lovers of the cards. <laughs> I got. I got a plan for these. <laughs> Trust me, I'll tell you about it later. <laughs> oh, how'd you bet her? Deception. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. By the way, why did he need her again? Because Kananga. It would, it would get information out of Kananga. Yeah, and I was trying to yeah connect the dots here. Yeah, because once he banged her, he, he, she lost her vision. <laughs> but you take that you take that V card, and she can't tell the future is, anymore. Is that, is that why Kanenga was so worried? Did you touch her? Did you touch yeah, her? Yeah, yeah okay. that's why he was. I thought he was just jealous. jealous. Yeah. yeah. No, it was, it was because she lost her power, so oh. he was using her for that. Hmm. Huh. What but, a dumb. Yeah, it's so stupid, isn't it? Yeah, it's really yeah. dumb. Yeah, a little yeah. dumb. The uh, they did a lot of stupid things where they didn't need to do it, like the very last scene when the, in the train car. Like, why? Why would the henchman go after Bond at this point? Kinnick yeah, the dead. whole thing is blown out. Yeah, the, the whole operation is exposed. Right. Just oh, just wait. Just cut your that, losses. That, that it, happens. It's over with. That happens in quite a few. Like the the henchman pops up out of the uh, like really? it happened in uh, Diamonds Are Forever. Uh, went and kid two of the henchmen like show up at the very end mm. like out of like the whole thing's done <clears throat> and then they're still they're doing just here for thing. revenge I guess yeah. something yeah. and then he like throws them off or whatever I mean yeah. it's just like one last thing um, and then Baron Samedi's at the front of the train laughing yeah apparently what? they were supposed to bring him back or they were hinting that he could come oh. back they realize yeah, okay. why are we doing this? Yeah. Well, yeah. I, well, it took them a while to realize why are we doing this because they kept him around for like five more movies. Yeah. More, not. And his purpose, years. whole purpose, was to be the actor to trick the native people. That was his purpose. I think so. Jeez, it's it's tough. It's 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 tough. They're tough watches. Well, I mean, yeah. I feel like they they added that scene at the end because they wanted to show the cool transition to the skull again one more time. Because well, during yeah. that time, whew. they could have just done it though. Instead of having this corny guy right in the front of the train, it was the uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, although I mean, I guess kudos to them. I mean, this does definitely have a very unique feel compared to all the other Bond movies. Yeah, um, and and at least they went to a different kind of tone with things. Um, <clears throat> I don't think it's particularly well executed. Um, because that this is one of the more f- favorite books that I've read of Bond. It was the second book, and so like in the book, it was supposed to be Coral, and Coral already died in Doctor No. Right. So his Coral Junior. Coral yeah. Junior. Um, Coral was supposed to be who? 
uh, the then, black wait, boat wait. captain that takes oh, I James, gotcha. he okay. calls him Coral Jr. or whatever. And uh, right. when the uh, the fake CIA lady was like, I'm going to, I got to shoot him because he was going to kill you or something. A- another unnecessary character pop, popped in there. Coral Jr. Oh, yeah. yeah. Uh, Just anybody they, could have been <clears> driving <throat> that. That whole scene could have been cut out. That would have, you wouldn't have missed yeah. it. They took a lot from Dr. No in this movie. Well, no, I mean, the, it was, some of it was from the book. So the whole thing, what, like, what do you mean? The, the Just going to, to an island in Jamaica. He gets a hotel room. They, it, at least in Dr. No, it was, a, it was a spider, not a snake, to try to kill him. Um, I think a lot uh, of that roaming, was like roaming in the, the book, island. To, what's that? I think a lot of it was in the book. Okay. So, like, definitely Coral was in the book. So, Jamaica. And because this is when he first meets Coral. Um, and he gets to know Coral in Live and Let Die. And then, like, three books later, he's back in mm-hmm. Jamaica and he hooks up with Coral again. Yeah. And then he dies. Um, but so I mean some of that was in the book but like what the book did really well that wasn't in the movie one he had like a like a trip down the east coast on a train um there was um Felix gets attacked or like kidnapped and it's the what the book did really well was it made Bond feel like an outsider And especially like him being in Harlem and everything Mm -hmm. else to where he felt like he was being watched at all. I mean, it was just a nice turn, uh, like a different dynamic, because instead of him doing the watching, him doing the investigating, it's like everybody was watching him. And Mr. Big was this guy that was just so powerful and had his hands in everything. You couldn't trust anybody. Mm -hmm. And it like his reach wasn't just like in Harlem. It was in the train stations. It was throughout the East East coast where it felt like everybody was connected to him, which could have been, could be really cool to do because it would just give you like a sense of paranoia almost where bond wasn't paranoid in the, in the book, but you would almost be paranoid as a viewer to where, right. Oh, is yeah. that person connected with? Right. Um, and they could have played on that race a little bit. <clears throat> um, I think, I think they did that pretty well. Like, a no little bit. Are, they they did a little bit of that through Harlem with like the walkie talkies. Yeah. Like they had the, the cab driver, the the guy shining shoes, and then like the bartender or the bouncer. Or yeah. Whatever. Um, it would have played better if Bond felt like he was in any danger whatsoever. Right. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. And he's like just he was fine. All, all the comedic yeah. relief kind of made you lose that tension. And yeah. 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 And that's what I mean. It was just too funny. Like yeah. you could have humorous parts in it, but if it if you treat it as a joke i mean there's there's no why are you watching it right. like yeah. it's not it's no longer fun because there's no exhilaration there's yeah. no, nothing's at stake yeah there's yeah. nothing at stake there's oh there's there's a cool boat chase but you got to look at this fucking fat ass driving around talking yeah. in a hillbilly accent and shit and it's like yeah. really but yeah so the and again like in doctor no he's prancing around the island with a hot chick uh Tries to find the the hideout of the the mm-hmm. evil guy. They can't find it. Yep. It's like the same. It's a lot of the same stuff. God, Rosie was terrible. I don't know where they got that actress, but geez, awful. Well, the character itself was terrible. Like she she got her for the first guy she was trying to help. She got killed. Yeah. She even says, "Oh, you're only my second my second mission. The first yeah. one died." And he's like, "Oh, that makes me feel great." Like yeah. she. <clears throat> 
Almost kills him when she's creeping into the hotel room, but he nixes that pretty quick. Then she almost kills Coral Jr. And then, like, five minutes later, she's just, like, jump, jumping through the jungle and gets shot, and that's it. Like, she yeah. could have not been in and it. she and was supposed been... to take him to end up getting killed. So if the if Coral Jr.'s... If you think Coral Jr.'s trying to kill Bond, and you're like, well... Yeah, yeah just I'll get just, out of the I'll, way and I'll let it happen. Him, I'll just right. stand here right. and watch right. him yeah. strangle. Yeah. Doesn't make sense. It doesn't make sense because right. it just doesn't make sense. And after she gets scared of that skull in the bed where she's freaking out, don't leave me, James. Yeah. Like if I was Bond, I'd be like, what the hell did the CIA just land me with? Right. <laughs> sent me, yeah. You're out. <laughs> you got to get out of here, man. Yeah. But of course he's Bond. He's got to, he's got to lay that pipe. Yeah. <laughs> like, I'll, I'll let the head office know after. I, sh- I really shouldn't have her come with me because I'm probably going to die. But man, I really, really need to lay that pipe. <laughs> it's been four hours since I laid I got, yeah. I, yeah. Starting I need to get itch. this one in. I got that itch and there's only one way to scratch that itch. <laughs> I'm looking at the box office right now. This thing made $161 million worldwide, worldwide in 1973. It's a lot of money. Yeah. Back in those days. It, I mean. It's crazy. Yeah. It's almost like, uh, it's almost 500 million now in today's dollars. That, they probably made it for like 10 million too, so. Yeah. And those broccolis. Hey, they know what they're a, doing. Just a piggy bank. They, uh, I just. Yeah. I know, right? It's great. <laughs> What'd you guys think about the gadgets in this one? The magnetic watch. Uh, there was a couple times I thought bad. he was going to use it, and he just used yeah, it at the end. There yeah, yeah. For like a tic tac, yeah. like a yeah. metal tic tac. It sucked the. What, what was the <clears throat> the thing uh, that the guy he popped in the guy's mouth? Yeah, it was like a air air uh, air cartridge. Yeah, or gas and cartridge. It, it, or okay, and it just, expanded, but he doesn't spit it out. He like waits till he gets to the surface and the thing ignites, and then his head yeah. blows up then, and he floats yeah, to the ceiling. Floats and, up in the ceiling. By the way, what a death scene that was. Yeah, that was awesome. Very realistic. Like it, it, it capped this movie <laughs> off perfectly with the serious cinema yeah. that you'd watch the entire time, and yeah. then you just get this ridiculous thing happening, and you're yeah. like, "Yeah, that's that's way." By to the way, it. another another drawback to this movie, like I thought, the action physicality was is got got better from Doctor No to Honor Majesty's Secret Service, and then this just pl- dude Roger Moore is a terrible physical yeah. actor when he threw a punch or a kick. I'm just like, dude, have you like done any push-ups, pull-ups? No, he doesn't. Wind sprints? No, he's going to win no matter what. <laughs> it, it, he, he said, I, we're just going to do it he's when a you say action. Character. Yeah. There was you no practice. take him too seriously. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. And, and it's, just, it's just fun. It should be lighthearted. Whimsical. Yeah. Everybody's here to have fun. Yeah. And the choreography yeah. in Dr. No is much better than the fight scenes in this movie. Yeah. Well, you have Ugh. younger people, too. I mean, oh. yeah. 13 year younger actor compared to uh still yeah it's daniel craig was what almost 50 yeah yeah and jay you still said was, the i'm sorry no i'm just still great physical acting you know you said that roger moore had been approached three times for this no so timothy, timothy, dalton. Dalton. timothy dalton okay yeah. gotcha yeah gotcha i was um, gonna say what a disappointing performance if they'd asked him to do this three times and this is what we get out of them hmm. the yeah, is he, it his fault though? Was it his idea to play it all fun, or was it like the direction of like the producers and the I, director? I mean, it was probably a little bit of both. Mm. Um, and I don't know if it's Roger Moore looking back, defending his acting in the movies, 
Um, but he always said, he's like, no, James Bond should, is a lighthearted character. He's absurd. He should be played tongue in cheek and blah, blah, which there is some truth to that. But I mean, if you do it too much, then it's, there's nothing there. There's, yeah, there's no tension. Was Ian Fleming alive when this came out? I don't think so. Oh, okay. Um, Curious to know what his opinion the, would have been. That, that's a good thing to look up. Uh, Ian Fleming. Hold on. Two seconds. I And one other thing I did like, because I just don't want to shit on this thing. But, uh, oh, why not? I like... <laughs> <laughs> no, he died in 64. So he died okay. about, yeah, 10 years All before right. this. I did like the scene where uh, they, they kill one of the agents and then like the, the funeral parade picks him up in the... Just real sly. Yeah, 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 like, yeah, that yeah, was kind of cool. Yeah, that, that was cool. Yeah, <clears throat> but I'm really trying to grasp the straws here. Oh, you're <laughs> gonna some good things. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I'll probably never watch this one again. No. Yeah. And that's the thing, like to where the, I don't know, it probably different because we didn't watch these when we were kids. Probably. Sure. Yeah. And I mean that that has to have something to do with it because there I mean there are fans like there's I mean Jesus let's I, let, I read let's, a few reviews myself and yeah. it was like this is one of the better Bond movies and all this and if, you know I, when I read these reviews it's after I watch it so that I can kind of form my own opinion but then I like to kind of see yeah, yeah. what see other how you people thought with yeah. The masses. yeah yeah and I'm like well like well I'm on the opposite side of this fence yeah <laughs> uh, eight out of ten. Here, Bond's trademark introduction of Bond James Bond is brushed off with a witty remark. Name is for tombstones, baby. Uh, Here's the critics' consensus on Rotten Tomatoes, 66%. Fresh. Is that- <laughs> while, not one, while not one of the highest-rated Bond films, Live and Let Die finds Roger Moore adding his stamp to the series with flashes of style and an improved sense of humor. Mm. Ooh. Was that synopsis made in 1973? Had to have been. Woo! Bond over easy. Cool, but dumb. That was written in 2004. Nice. Um, Well put. Ugh. What'd you think of Whisper? The henchman. A little on the nose, wasn't it? Uh, (laughs) Oh. What? What? Why did we hire this guy? I need him to be... (laughs) (laughs) Say it with your chest. Yeah. I I did like the opening sequence more. Like, I felt like when he turned to shoot, it was more quick. They're they're progressively getting better. The The Dr. No one was like, he was like, he was like... Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) To to those listening out there, I went very slow in an arc. To point the gun. Well, the Doctor No One wasn't uh, wasn't Sean Connery. Yeah. Okay. It was just stunt man. But he did. I think Sean Connery did the gun barrel scene for from Russia with Love. Okay. Out. Um, but but yeah yeah but decent gun barrel. Decent gun barrel. The uh, that, that improved. Um, <laughs> dude, I'm talking about the gun barrel scene. Is <laughs> yeah. What's good about this? The uh, yeah. I mean the the credit animation wasn't bad. Um, the yeah. opening title sequence. Does every Bond uh, montage in the credit scene have just uh, shadowy nipples in it? Yeah, I feel like it does. Yeah, right? Right? Yeah, that's yeah. what that gets re- you. That's what gets you in the there's seat. One of the them, initial opening. I yeah. think on Her Majesty's Secret Service, <laughs> and there's like another one you could almost see almost. Full you full know what full. I just envisioned was <laughs> me pausing and no, just going frame by frame. No, 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 <laughs> no, no, no. Just on opening night to these movies, like all these like you know, fourteen, thirteen year old boys just in the front row. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Just is that nip? Is that nip? <laughs> as soon as they're over, they all walk out. 
Yeah. Yeah. Let's. Uh, 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 one out of 10. Jane Seymour is pretty. Yeah. One yeah. out of 10. Yeah. Live and let down. One of the worst. Oh, wow. A disappointing attempt. It only has. All right. On IMDb, there's only six one star reviews. How many 10 star reviews? 29. What's the mm. age demographic on those? I can't tell. Yeah. 60 mm. reviews, 8 out of 10. 28, 5 out of 10. One of my favorite scenes was uh, after they've made it down to the lair and all the guys are in pristine uniforms yeah. chasing after them. Yeah. Like, like I like a, the lair, uh, the, the set design of that. After, uh, yeah, after Mr. Big died, they all got fired and went and worked for Bill Murray on Life Aquatic. Because they all had the blue shirts, the, the red oh, toboggans, yeah. 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 yeah, yeah, that's right. Holy shit! Did you love the? Uh, I guess it was the uh, packaging plant in that rundown cabin where he ran across the gators. Mm-hmm. Like you go in there, and it felt like I was watching Loaded Weapon One, where you go into the trailer and it's this giant palace. Oh, uh, <laughs> I'm like, there's this thing is huge. Yeah, it's like, like, like a shack outside. Back. It's like, like a pharmaceutical plant, <laughs> like something from Doctor Strange. Like he walks into this little yeah. doorway, and it's this massive plant. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's what it felt like. I'm like, I think they just uh, didn't think about that. But I'm looking at IMDb right now. You weren't supposed to notice. It doesn't matter. Yeah. You know, he's walking. He's running across gators. It yeah, doesn't whatever. matter. Yeah. But uh, six point seven for Honor Majesty's Secret Service. Live and let die. Six point seven. And the eyes of I am to be the same the same quality of film. No. <laughs> I this goes to show it doesn't really matter. I saw uh or I, I after I watched this, I started watching some ranking the Bond movies videos on YouTube. Mm-hmm. And one of the guys had Honor Majesty's Secret Service is the worst Bond movie. Oh wow. Yeah, that guy doesn't know his ass. Number twenty five. Live and Let Die on his list was number fifteen. So either he's got a shitty taste in movies. Yeah, or that's it. I am in for a treat if Living Let Die is number 15. No, yeah. you're not in for a treat. Um, yeah, and, and that's that'll probably be a hill I die on. There's there's some yeah. things that, I mean, it's just, this, they're not good. I mean, it's, yeah. this is good. I can see good. if this, 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 can, this can apply to like a niche set of people that enjoy just camp, that's fine. Yeah. But I don't see how it has mass appeal where... Like, oh, this is the movie we got to make and we're going to keep making it. Because isn't this all Roger Moore? I feel like this is like the tone of all the Roger Moore Less movies. Less exploitation. So it kind of goes back to, I mean, this is very like the um, the mood or feeling of this is different. It's not all Roger Moore. I mean, obviously it's not all black exploitation. Um, it's not, it, it, it feels kind of 70s-ish just with the clothes and everything, obviously, but... Um, it's, it's not, I don't know. What do I want to say? I don't know. They're varying degrees of suck. And, <laughs> Does and, it ever jump the shark? Shades oh, of gray. fuck. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it, yes. There's one where a pigeon does a double take. What does that mean? Explain. Like, like a double take in a movie. So like. Oh, like the, the pigeon does. Yeah, the pigeon is watching something happening, and uh, Roger Moore does something that's uh, amazing, and the pigeon's like, what, what? <laughs> and does a double take. Yeah, it jumps a fucking shark. Nice. And then the, it's, 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 
can't wait. That's yeah, a bit it, much. It's, yeah. It gets cartoony. It, it, I mean, it's, it's, and again, there's people that love these movies. I, I would love to meet one, but just so I could understand where they're coming from and why it's got to be because they grew up with these that that's yeah. the only thing i could think of because i mean there's some shit movies we liked when we were kids sure and every movie i've ever liked has been legitimate so i don't know, <laughs> i don't understand the reference there. Uh, schindler's list was my favorite when i was 10 and i'm dying on the hill uh but like like the the original teenage mutant ninja turtles i remember loving that when i was a kid i tried yeah, to sure. watch it i think when i was like 19 or something like that whenever it came out on dvd i was like oh i'm gonna pop it in i turned it off after 10 or like minutes. the boon six saints that we've, we've yeah we've something on. like that yeah. to where i look back on it, i was like yeah this is this kind of sucks and it's i mean i could understand why i like liked it at the time yeah and maybe that's it it's just people <laughs> like this this is their comfort food so they sure. were at the right age right. when roger moore Absolutely. so that's their bond uh it's the wrong bond uh, and your childhood is a lie, but I mean, I can, I get it. Yeah. Um, man. So, but it's just like, as far as rewatchability, like the Timothy Dalton movies, I never watched. I mean, I saw clips when I was a kid, but I never watched them when I was a kid, but I would rat that has some rewatch value to it, to where the Roger Moore ones, I feel like, uh, and you have them all, don't you? Yeah. Whew. Is it like one of those things where like I have all the Bond films and these are Bond films, so I need to a you little just bit to just just to yeah, have them yeah. like completionist, but it feels like a set of bricks. Like yeah, every time yeah. I lift it up, I'm like, oh god, this, yeah, this feels like yeah. half shit. And and you open it, oh yeah, it's the Bond ones or nice. the Moore ones. Um, but is this your favorite Roger Moore one? If you I, had to pick one, it, I don't re- I don't know. Don't remember. I, I don't remember yeah. because they just blur together in a a nice sea of beige. Um, and I, I want to say this one, the spy who loved me, um, I want to say those two were fine Mm -hmm. compared to the other ones. Um, I mean, at least a view to a kill has Christopher Walken in it. Um, yeah. Doesn't the man with the golden glove have Christopher Lee as the villain? Man with the golden glove. Did I say glove? Yeah. I meant gun. <laughs> yeah. Christopher Lee's in it. Uh, he's in that one. That's who I think of. If I were to think of a Bond villain, it would be Christopher Lee. Scarmanga. Yeah. I mean, he's <clears throat> yeah, good. Uh, but that's the problem. With Roger, the Roger Moore ones, the villains come up more than his yeah, actual Bond. Yeah. Does. Jaws. You get yeah. like he has a lot of the iconic villains in his run. Um, and and that's saying like... And, and that's saying something because like in this movie I enjoyed watching the villain because he was taking it seriously mm-hmm. and um I yeah mean, he gave the best performance I'll give him that and uh I mean Jaws gets cartoony mm-hmm. um the but I don't know it's, Chad would you recommend this movie no you ever watch it again the- this was like the last movie reviewed for me. Like the first half of it just dragged. And then the boat scene, the boat chase scene is kind of what pulled me back into it. And then things moved a lot quicker. So I don't know if you've got like laundry to do or dishes to do, go ahead, hit play, do your chores, wait till about an hour in and then sit down and watch it. Mm. That or just have it on in the background. In the background. Like if you thing. just want yeah. something yeah. going and you're, you're doing shit. Yeah. I think it's good. Enough. I mean, the boat scene is great. 
uh, I think they forgot what the theme of the movie was, like musical theme, because I heard the James Bond theme once, and I heard Paul McCartney yeah. so many times throughout the movie, and I'm like, yeah, maybe, I mean, and they do that. They they use the, the musical cues of the theme throughout the film, but it's like every time you felt like they should have been playing the James Bond theme, they played the Live and Let Die, and maybe they yeah. were just getting their money's worth out of Paul McCartney. Mm-hmm. Which is probably the case, but um, yeah, I don't know. I mean, well, but, but it has decent boat scene, I guess. The only time that I that I remember hearing the the theme was um, when the CIA agent agent who was assisting him, what was her name? Rosie. Rosie yeah. was when Rosie was creeping into the hotel room, and the theme starts, and I'm like, okay, something cool is about to happen here, and then it just didn't. <laughs> <laughs> like, what a waste of that music. And then everything else was propped up by McCartney. Yeah. Yeah. Would you recommend it? No. Hard pass on this. It's pretty it's pretty bad. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. If you like Bond, you, you gotta watch it. I, I have to be like, honest you with you. To. I wasn't expecting it to be uh this bad. I thought I wouldn't like it, but like it's on the verge of I I genuinely hate this. <laughs> it's pretty bad, and, and I and I I make it known that Moore is not my favorite Bond. Mm-hmm. He's he's my least favorite by far, and I I didn't want to. I think just knowing me for the past ten years, I mean, you're well aware that that's not yeah. my favorite Bond. So I was I was hoping I I when. When I knew we were going to do this, I I didn't want to shit on this too much before you watched it because I didn't I didn't want it to like yeah, yeah. taint your view mm-hmm. of it or like make you form some kind of bias or anything. But yeah, it's not good. Yeah, um, <clears throat> I would not recommend it. If I was going to introduce James Bond to somebody, this this, this not the one. Roger Moore would be the last one yeah. I show them because mm-hmm. it would it's it. It's such a weird offshoot of the rest of them, mm-hmm. and um, because all of them are varying degrees of seriousness, except his era. His era kind of feels just—I mean, it's camp, mm-hmm. bordering on parody. Like a lot of the shit that Austin Powers makes fun of is from the—I mean, are tropes that were just really popularized during uh, Roger, Roger Moore's era. Run. I mean, they take a little bit of everything. Um, at least, like, I mean, they take some stuff from uh, Sean Connery's, like, Random Task is a parody <laughs> yeah. off of uh, Odd Job yeah. <laughs> and yeah. Goldmember or Goldfinger. God damn it. Uh, <laughs> Goldfinger. Um, so, I mean, they take some things from the Connery things, mm-hmm. but a lot of the cartoonish shit um, and everything is kind of from Roger Moore. And even whatever tropes did start to come through in Connery's, they just crank it up to 11 in mm. the Moore ones. Um but yeah, I yeah, this would be the last Bond I show people just because they're like, hey, yeah, if you enjoy Bond, just just realize if you ever see a new Bond movie, you're like, oh, I didn't like that. Well, it could always be, be worse. worse. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and um, so I think that's why um, I mean, other than Spectre. I'm kind of forgiving on. Uh, cr- like quantum of solace people are like oh that's the worst one i'm like nah, uh, yeah i don't know about that but <laughs> um but yeah i mean I, i'd only recommend this if someone was a fan of james bond and i'm like all right then watch the roger moore ones yeah. too but um 
Mm. Awesome boat scene. Uh, at least it took chances with like the tone <clears throat> and the kind of the genre of the movie, uh, which that cracked me up because I just streamed it on uh, Prime. I didn't feel like going down to grab the disc to really. Yeah, I just wow. I had to get it over with the, uh, but but <laughs> the genre, uh, the genre of this movie, according to Amazon on the streaming service, erotic. Erotic. Wow. That that's okay. a. No, no, no. Uh, which is, at times I'm like, this could easily be a softcore 70s porn. <laughs> like it's the build up. Yeah, it's yeah. either going to go straight into comedy <laughs> camp or it's just going to be porn. Yeah. And um, but yeah, so uh, ranking it with the three bonds you guys have seen so far. One, two or three. Uh, oh, three. I, would, I would say two or three. Two or three. Yeah. So between sure. this and Honor Majesty's yeah, Secret yeah, Service. Yeah. Okay. Oh, three. Yeah, three. Three. Oh, three, three God, yeah. <laughs> it's, it's easy. Yeah. Uh, uh, I will say um, Bernard Lee and uh, Lois Maxwell still played their roles. Bernard Lee pl- paid, uh, played M. He's been M all the way through. Yeah, yes. Um, and then uh, so is Lois Maxwell. She plays Money Penny. Um, she maintained her role. Q didn't show up in this one, but he shows up in the next one and showed up in the one prior. Mm-hmm. Which Q, you only saw Q, I think, in Honor Majesty's Secret Service. He was at the very beginning showing the radioactive lint. But, yep. but yeah, Q has been, like he was up until John Cleese replaced him in one of the Pierce Bronson movies. Yeah, because he's so, in Goldeneye. Yeah, 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 Desmond Llewellyn. Um, but, uh, yeah. yeah, three. Um, any anything no. else? No, that's all I got. You guys don't want to beat this fucking horse no. anymore. I feel like it's dead. <laughs> God, I wish it was dead. <laughs> it's dead. But uh, yeah, that's <clears throat> that's live and let die, guys. Uh, are you a if you're a Roger Moore fan? Like, explain. Could I mean, is it because you grew up with them? Is it because? I mean, I don't know. I mean, wh- what? What's your reasoning? I'd like. I would like to understand. We yeah. would like to understand. I, all, I, it's got to be because they people right. grew up with them. All like of our sixty-year-old listeners out there, please <laughs> let us know if you grew up with this. <laughs> this movie's fifty years old. Do, does your dad? Did, he he grew up with uh, Sean Connery's Bond. Okay. I used to watch like Goldfinger and Doctor No and like. Uh, uh, you only live twice. I saw that a bunch mm-hmm. with my dad. Yeah. I never yeah. watched the Roger Moore ones with him. Yeah, yeah. Coop, did your dad watch Bond at all? Uh, yeah, he did. Um, and I remember watching Moonraker with my dad. And I don't remember mm-hmm. if it was because he necessarily liked Roger Moore. He definitely liked the the James Bond franchise. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't know if he necessarily liked Roger Moore or if it was just kind of on TV type yeah. of deal. Mm-hmm. So it was on. Um, so I kind of saw, I remember bits and pieces of, of the older movies, which I I tend to kind of like older movies like this, like they're like... This era, mm-hmm. I like. I just don't like this film. Yeah, got yeah. it. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I, I remember the same thing. Like my uncles, like if it was on TV or something, my uncles like, oh, James Bond, and then yeah. they just have it on the background. And yep. Half the time it was a Roger Moore one, probably yeah. because rights were cheaper. Yep. Um, <laughs> yes. But yeah, it, uh, if you're a fan of Roger Moore, please let us know why. Um, I, I'm guessing it's because they grew up with them. 
Like Probably. That, that's, yeah. That's got, there's no other logical explanation. It's kind of like who's the best Batman? You know, like Michael Keaton. Well. Ben Affleck, whatever. Like, it's it's whoever you were when you were a kid and you saw those movies. That's who your favorite. Oh, maybe. Batman. I mean, well, let's break it down. So, <clears throat> <clears throat> Michael Keaton, I think, probably was. Oh Jesus, I don't know. Christian Bale, I think, pl- played oh, a better excellent. Bruce Wayne. Yeah, yeah. Like he played a great Bruce Wayne, just like a cocky, like Playboy mm-hmm. style. Uh, Michael Keaton did a pretty good Bruce Wayne too. He did. Um, he was probably the not a good Batman. Like mm-hmm. psychologically, like he kind of seems like he's unhinged a little bit, which yep. is probably uh, pretty good. But yeah, uh, I don't know. Val Kilmer. I don't know. No, he's fine. I don't. George Clooney. No vote for him. No, he's he's Matt. at the bottom. He was George Clooney. He's always George Clooney. Um, and then Ben Affleck did fine. Yeah, I think it did okay. That's how bad uh, Live and Let Die is. We're talking about Batman right now. Uh, yeah, <laughs> that's all right. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I really liked Christian Bale as Batman, but like for me, when I was a kid, it was Michael, Michael Keaton. Keaton and. Mm-hmm. Yep. So that's just who it is, yeah. 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 I'm Batman. <laughs> <laughs> I like Robert Pattinson. He was pretty good. Oh, shit. I forgot he was Batman. <laughs> yeah. He wasn't bad. <laughs> I forgot about that movie. That was our first podcast. It uh, was, yeah. I can, Have you seen that since? No. Yeah. <laughs> Not so at there's all. There's a reason for that. <laughs> <laughs> no. It was fine, I guess. He, it was all right. He's... I like the detective aspect of that movie. I hope they keep doing that. Yeah. I doubt it. I want little detective stories like that. Yeah, just little mysteries. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just Batman coming. Everything doesn't have to be a fucking universe, all right? Right. Every movie doesn't have to connect. Just just make a good fucking story. Please, God. I don't know. I have a prediction. Next five years, I think movies are going to start making a comeback. It's a big, bold, <laughs> bold move, Cotton. Let's see what works out for him. <laughs> no, I just mean, because like TV for a while has been like, oh, that's where you want to go to get the best yeah. stories. Yeah. I think it's going to flip flop. Yeah. And I think it's going to flip flop because TV <clears throat> series are going to be way too fucking expensive. There's too much content. Nobody has enough time to spend watching a season or five seasons of anything. Yeah, anymore. I agree. So what's going to happen in, in my thought is... Everything is going to go back to movies. All the best stories will be in movies because no one's going to want to spend 12 hours to watch a story. They're going to spend two hours. Yeah, fingers crossed. And and that's where the best stories will go back to being. And yep. then movies will have another heyday and then it'll kind of pendulum back. Yep. Um, but I agree. Just because there's so much content. No, like you can't, you have can't to keep up. You yeah. have to make the best TV show of all time for anyone to watch it. Yeah. Or for it to get any kind of momentum or any kind of viewership yeah. or anything like that. And Dude, me and uh, Nicole were, we we got done watching Ted Lasso and we were like, what do you want to watch? And there's so much shit. Oh yeah. And I, I it's like options overload, but I'm like, nothing's standing out and I don't want to invest time in something if it sucks. So we were like, you want to watch True Detective season one again? Yep, I, I constantly find years old. I constantly find myself watching older shows like that yeah. because of that. Like I just don't want to risk watching two seasons of something, get halfway through the third one, and be like, "This sucks." Yeah. Or they cancel it. Or they cancel, or they cancel it. it. Yeah. Yeah. You're like, "Oh yeah. fuck! All right, well, fuck me!" Uh, right? With no ending. Yeah. 
it's no, the worst. it's just not worth it. Yeah. So I just watch what I know is good and Yeah. By the way, True Detective season one. Holy shit. Oh yeah. Awesome. The Watched gold the gold standard it's for so for detective shows. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, it's good. It's I enjoy good. it. <sighs> awesome. That and Woody Harrelson and uh Matthew McConaughey <sighs> acting yeah, together. They're, oh. they're so good. Yeah. Especially together. That their chemistry is awesome. Yeah. Um all right. <clears throat> well what do we watch next time? Uh we're gonna get a little palate cleanser. Nice. And we're going to conclude James Bond month for, for at least a year Yep, with Pierce Bronson and Martin Campbell's 1995 <clears throat> Bond film, GoldenEye. Yes. yes. I've been looking forward to this. I haven't seen it in a long time. I love that movie. So. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so that'll be next time. Yeah. And uh, it has been like 10 years since I've seen that movie. Yeah. So let's see if it, Oh, still holds up. It's going to fucking hold up. It holds up. It holds up. God, when you compare it to the live and let die, I'm sure it does. It has one of the best uses. I don't want to say the best because, but I think one of the top three best uses, maybe top two of the James Bond theme. Yeah. Ever in a movie. It's just. I'm going to try to find it when I watch it. Oh, it, yeah. it won't be hard. Yeah. Good standout. God, I, I kind of want to watch that right now. <laughs> uh, so that, that'll be uh, that'll be next week. Uh, <clears throat> Cold and I. So, uh, yeah. All right. Till next time, Jay. Till next time, Matt. Till next time, Coop. Till next time, Jay. See you, Coop. Till next time, Matt. Till next time, Matt. Coop, Jay. Doctor. 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 Doctor.